at the core sits a vision. Uh -huh. You have to know what you want and why you want it or else good luck, you know, which many entrepreneurs that we, we deal with, when you ask that question, that's like the hardest question for them to answer. What do you want? And then they've got to get out of their own way, which is usually what the problem is. When we mm -hmm. talk about systems and team, mm. that's the big problem. It's like, okay, in order to systemize or systematize your business, you've got to know what your core functions, what your core systems are. You got to be yes. able to find those ways of taking things off of your plate as the owner mm -hmm. and allowing other things to help you, mm -hmm. help you achieve what it is you want to achieve. The following podcast is brought to you by Thrive. Manage, run and grow your business all from one dashboard using one login. Small business runs better on Thrive. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street. And this week, we're lucky to have one of the leading small business coaches, Dean Mercado. Welcome, Dean. Thank you, Gordon. I'm so glad to be here with you, man. Great to have you. So quick background on Dean. Uh, Dean is the founder and CEO of the small business digital marketing agency, Online Marketing Muscle, and the number one best-selling author of The Mind Stretch, 49 Inspiring Insights for Business Breakthroughs. He's a respected small business coach, author, and speaker focused on marketing, technology, and leadership. Dean has a great quote. I love this one. With new technologies, small businesses can now easily compete with the big boys. And that's just what we believe here at Winning on Main Street. So we're going to get into that. Dean has appeared on uh, at Inc., Investors Business Daily, Cranes Business News, Fox, ABC, NBC, and many others. What should you, our listeners, get out of this episode? If you want to scale your business, listen to Dean and maybe even consider bringing him on board for some one-to-one -one coaching. So, Dean, welcome to the show. Let's get into it. You have two businesses. One is a small business coaching business. The other is the online marketing muscle agency. Let's take them one by one. First, tell us sure. a little bit about your background and how you got into small business coaching. Sure. Well, I went your traditional route. Bottom line was the college job family. So I did the college, did what I thought I was supposed to be doing, went into corporate America, spent a dozen years there and then realized I hate this. This is not fun. This is not what I want to be doing. You know, I had that entrepreneur spirit since I was a child. I was the kid out there mowing all the lawns, washing all the cars, shoveling all the snow. Uh, so I had that that streak in me. So uh, when I went into, when I decided I'm going to cut and sever and go, if I could just earn a little bit for myself, this would be great. And then when I came out and I did that and I left corporate America, I got my rear end kicked everywhere. And this goes back a little over 20 years ago because I didn't know what I didn't know. And that was critical because here I was, you know, I thought, well, I, you know, I got my master's degree. I'm a smart guy. This should be easy, piece of cake, you know. But again, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I got beat up a little bit those first couple of years as an entrepreneur. Uh, finally, after a few years and uh, a couple of companies that I said, you know what, no good, not happening get out of technology, move into what I really want to be doing. Online marketing muscle was born. But then even as online marketing muscle was growing, that desire to help other people not experience what I had just gone through in, in those couple of years coming out of corporate America was just, it was a burning desire for me. So I was like, if I could just help a few. And then on top of that, all of our clients started asking for it. Hey, it's great that you could just do this for us, but can you teach us? Can you just teach us how to fish? Instead of just giving us the fish, no problem. 
you know, and, and then the coaching was kind of born. Now those lived on the one roof for a long time. Online marketing muscle had the coaching element, but then what we started to recognize was that Dean was getting in the way of online marketing muscle and online marketing muscle was getting in the way of Dean. So uh, I didn't want to be a bottleneck in my company. So I allowed those two to split a few years back and now I can, I'm happy to pursue what I want. And I do the coaching for fun. That's my fun. Mm. You know, when I get to take an entrepreneur who I see dealing with struggles, like I had dealt with, and if I could help them navigate those, that's, that's happy day for me. You know, that's, that's the fun stuff, you know, all my marketing muscle just continues to cruise along and do its thing and play very heavily, especially in the marketing and sales automation side, which I know you're familiar with yeah. uh, as well. So let's talk about the coaching. So who sure. hires you and what do they hire you for? Ah, great question. Um, typically who hires us are service businesses. A lot of times they're that, that company that is right under seven figures and they can't find their way to crack through the, the, that glass ceiling that seems to exist to get through to the seven figures. And then we get a lot that are in those low seven figures that really want to get to eight figures, you know, and they just can't seem to get there. What they don't realize is that uh, what got you here won't get you there. And what got you here won't get you there. So the strategies, in other words, that you use trying to get the seven figures and not necessarily the strategy you're going to use going from three to 10 million, if that makes any sense. Those strategies have to evolve just as you do as an entrepreneur. You have to evolve as well, you know, along with your systems and your strategies and so on and so forth. So, okay. uh, so yeah, typical is a service-based business, cracking into the seven figures and then moving on to the eight. And with your marketing background, I... I guess I'll assume that the challenges they face are often marketing related. How do I get more customers? How do I get customers keep coming back? Or is it something else? Is it operational? Yeah, it, it's, it has a big element of the marketing and sales. Definitely, no doubt, because it's an area that I'm, I'm fairly strong in mm -hmm. after many decades of doing it. However, it spans the whole gamut. You know, a lot of times where... Many times, like, for example, sometimes I take on little pet projects where I'll take on an entrepreneur who's just getting started and they don't know how to do anything. Mm. So it's OK. We need structure. We need we need to build in systems. We need to teach them systems, team controls. And we have a whole methodology for that. That's where the mind stretch comes in when I work with my coaching clients on the online marketing muscle side. We have our methodology called clone the owner, which mm -hmm. is a little bit different, which has to do more with the automation and and systems and so on and so forth. Okay, so I want to ask you about that. So on online marketing muscle, just shifting to that for a second, it's, sure. it's obviously an online marketing agency. So uh, I assume that you're helping businesses build a marketing campaign, figure out where to spend their money, uh, how to do it most efficiently, generate more customers, keep them coming back. Is that sort of the world you guys live in? Yeah, yes. And, and it's it's... It's evolved also, Gordon, over the years. I mean, when you span back 20 years, the internet was kind of just getting its bearings under it, you know, its feet underneath it. So when I first started online marketing muscle, I got laughed at. We thought you were a smart guy. Why would you start an internet-based company? The internet's a fad. Why would you do that? You know? Uh, so, so yeah, um, in, in a nutshell, we do. We do help people a lot with their marketing and, and their systems. And clone the owner, that, that methodology we have, um, that's what's evolved and what, what's come out of 
uh, 20 years of doing this in the online space, figuring out what exactly has to happen to take a business from here to here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I saw that that's, I guess, one of your most popular speeches is clone the owner. And yes. it is, it's a great way to put it because so many small businesses have the problem being dependent on the owner. And if you yes. ever want to sell your business, it can't depend on you, right? It can't, it can't, Correct. you know, the owner leaves and, and the business sort of stops. Um, so how do you clone the owner? Uh-huh. That's a great question. And with every single uh, entrepreneur, it's going to be slightly different where the emphasis goes with that. But when we speak of the methodology itself, at the core sits a vision. Uh-huh. You have to know what you want and why you want it or else good luck, you know, which many entrepreneurs that we we deal with, when you ask that question, that's like the hardest question for them to answer. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And why do you want that? Why is it important for you to create that? And most can't answer that. A lot of times they they think they know what they want, but our programming, we all have a thermostat of programming. That programming either, either restrains you and holds you back or allows you to flourish. Mm-hmm. So many times we find ourselves addressing that. And when and this is where my two companies come into play together a lot, because a lot of times if it's, I don't really want to deal too much with that in online marketing muscle, because that's hardcore coaching mm-hmm. when you, when you have to go there. So in that essence, we'll refer them over to my coaching company and say, Hey, you might want to work with us over here and we can deal with that and address that and get you past that. Um, you know, but when, again, with Colony owner, a lot of times it has to do with, they got to get this right. They got to know what they want. And then they've got to get out of their own way, which is usually what the problem is. When we Mm -hmm. talk about systems and team, Mm. that's the big problem. It's like, okay, in order to systemize or systematize your business, you've got to know what your core functions, what your core systems are. Those systems need to be documented. And as you guys work with, uh, with thrive as well, you got to be able to automate some of this stuff. You got to be able to find those ways of taking things off of your plate as the owner Mm -hmm. and allowing other things to help you Mm -hmm. help you achieve what it is you want to achieve. Yeah, exactly. Leverage. You you know, I want to, I'm glad we're on this topic and I want to break it down because sometimes people hear these words and they're like, what, what, what do they even talk about? What does systematize even mean? So break it down for someone who maybe is sort of still kind of doing things the old way. Um, what do you mean when you talk about systematize, when you talk about automation? How, you know, what, what are the tasks that get systematized and automated? Help somebody who's really coming to this fresh. Sure. Well, one of the first places that I would start with that is I would say you need to know the difference between a system and a project. Hmm. A project is something that's finite. It has a finite start and a finite end. It's something that happens once, right? And then the next time, it's a different project. It's not the same thing. A system typically is something that you do that one thing, but it tends to repeat. Next Mm -hmm. week, you're doing the same thing again. Next week, you're doing the same thing again. Those are typically how we can easily, in the most rudimentary way, differentiate between a system and a project. So we're not talking about doing a lot of automation and stuff like that when it comes to projects. We're talking about the systems, those things that you tend to be doing all the time. Yeah. I'll ask you and I'll say, Hey, if you see yourself doing something 
more than three times, it, it might be a system that you're really looking at and not a project. Right. So then it's about, you know, we say, okay, we're going to go through an exercise and we're going to identify all your core systems in your business. Now we drop those into a couple of different categories, you know, for, for one example might be marketing and sales category. There are certain marketing and sales systems that a business has. Lead generation would be one of them. How are you generating leads? Lead conversion might be another. How are you converting those leads that you that you get? And then there's much more granular systems on top of that too. Like how are you collecting those leads? You know, where are you storing those leads? What do you do with those leads once you get them? Right? How do you follow up, follow through? So there's all kinds of systems that are related to sales and marketing. And then we look at operations and we start identifying what are all the systems that you have in operations. So if your company does web design, right, there are lots of systems on how you build a website. Mm -hmm. If your system does cleaning, house cleaning, there are a lot of systems on how you go about cleaning a house. Mm -hmm. Everything from the moment they sign, they sign on as a client all the way through that follow up and follow through. Right. So we take we take them through what we call a customer life cycle, mm -hmm. a buyer's journey and then a customer life cycle that follows that. And then we've got all the administrative systems as well. And that includes everything from your I.T. to your finance and you know to your H.R. So there's lots of core systems there, too. So one of the benefits when somebody brings us in is we know what a lot of those systems are already. Mm -hmm. Most entrepreneurs don't, they, they kind of know, but they don't really. Mm -hmm. But when we come in and we say, look, we know you have this, 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 and that. If you're a service business, you're likely to have these 20 systems mm -hmm. under sales and marketing. You're likely to have these 25 under operations. You're likely to have these 20 under administrative, including when we talk about automating, we know mm -hmm. what systems are e more easily automated mm -hmm. than others. Mm -hmm. Again, and the, the intention Mm -hmm. is to get leverage, is to give that entrepreneur, that business owner leverage on their business because mm -hmm. if they could buy back their time, mm -hmm. they can grow and scale. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really, really well put. Um, I, you know, I think so many business owners, it takes them a while to realize that there's a lot of similarities between their business and the next business and the next yes. business. Everybody wants to find new customers. Everybody wants to bring those customers in. Everybody needs to capture their customer's information, name, address, telephone number, email right. address, text number, and so forth, right? Everybody needs to send bills. Everybody needs to get paid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many similarities. Your products may be different than the next guy. Your right. personality coming through on your customer visits, you know, but the basic core functions that a business performs are very similar from one to the next. And those can be many times automated, which as you say, freeze. It doesn't just free you up. You know, I think that minimizes the value of these systems. Yeah. Another really valuable piece is making sure things get done in a method methodical way. You yes. know, I'll give you an example. One of my favorite examples, I guess, we're all customers as well as business people. Like we, you know, you, 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 you get things done for you. Right. So, right. you know, you're a homeowner maybe. So I'm a homeowner and I am amazed at the number of businesses I work with who don't send me a reminder for something that I need to do. Right. 
you know, <laughs> and, and, and especially nowadays, I don't want it via the US mail. I want it email or text. I actually right. prefer text. So whether it's, it's time to, you know, do my uh, annual uh, uh, house cleaning or air conditioning cleaning or roof inspection or, or car inspection for, you know, the state auto requirements, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I got all this stuff that needs to be done periodically. And I don't want to have to remember it. I want the business right. to tell me, you right. know, and just so many small businesses don't do that. And not only is it like helpful to your customers, it's good for you because, you know, think of how many businesses, how many customers would sign up for another, you know, time to clean your air conditioner. If you just reminded them to do it, you'd make more money. Exactly. Exactly. And it's very unfortunate. And that's a huge point you're making there. And I hope anybody who listens to this pays attention to that because it is one of the biggest breakdowns as a coach that I see that people, they just don't do the proper follow-up and follow through. And there's no excuse for it anymore. I'm sorry. There are a lot of tools out there that really simplify it. And they're not that complicated to use, you know? So, uh, and, and the house example is a great one because you know, when it, whether it's cleaning your gutters, right? Mm -hmm. Who's thinking of when's the next time I got to clean my gutters? Mm -hmm. If they would just reach out to me twice a year and say, hey, look, we're going to be in your area. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so simple, so but simple. yet so few do it. So if you really want to differentiate yourself, yeah. stand out from others and, and stop putting yourself in a position where you're chasing sales all the time, right? then you'd automate something like that. Right. So the hardest thing you could do is have to go after a new sale, a new sale, a new sale, a new sale. Right? Everybody, Why? everybody talks about, you know, the, the big boys, you know, talk about annual recurring revenue. Every big business right. today wants to be in the world of annual recurring revenue, which means the money just keeps coming in year after year and you don't have to go chase it to your point about, I don't have to go chase it. Right. And most of the small businesses and our listeners are small businesses too, are in the kinds of businesses that you can turn into, like you said, gutters. Right. I mean, if I clean my gutter once, I got to do it again, right? I, every six months or 12 months. Right. And if they just said, I'm going to put you on an annual recurring plan, okay? We're going to be out every September 15th to clean your gutters before the fall or something, or, or maybe December after the you know leaves fall down, whatever right. the timing is, and we're going to be in your area and just sign up and we don't even have to bother you again. We'll just be out to do it, right? Exactly. And done and taken care of. And and we 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 deal in and we bump into a lot of small businesses that you know, when you ask them who their target market is, a lot of them say, Oh, the affluent, the people who are who got the money. I want the, the rich people. Okay, well, great. One of the things that I know for certain that people with money, businesses with money, people with money, they're willing to pay for is speed. They're willing to pay for speed. If you could take burden off of them and you can have things done fast, they're willing to pay for that typically. So when you're able to provide that. Right. And there's no reason you can't these days. Mm -hmm. Right. At least provide speed in your follow up and your follow through. Right. And then you're, you're also cre creating for yourself what I call predictable revenue. Mm -hmm. And that is key for a small business mm -hmm. because otherwise you're doing this. It's what we call that roller coaster ride. <laughs> right. One month you're doing great. Yep. You know, the next month you're not doing so great and you go into sales mode and you start selling, 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 selling. And then the next month you have a lot of business. So you're in operations. Right. And the sales machine stops. Right. Until all of a sudden the well runs dry again. And then boom, 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 you're back in the sales mode. So you create that roller coaster effect, which is horrible. It's horrible and it's not sustainable. It's stress. Yeah. Yeah. It's stress. Yeah. Right. Wanted to talk to uh, or ask you about the mind stretch. So that's the book you wrote. Tell us what is the core 
message of the mind stretch? The um, the mind stretch, well, real quick, came out of my uh, bumping into another business coach who was about twenty years my senior, and we just had a conversation, and we just we just loved each other. We're like, this guy's great. We we got to just our our stories. We were telling each other about what we were experiencing were just amazing. And so we were like, we just need to put a lot of those best practices down on paper. So somebody could just read that book, you know, even though you could read it in an hour, I don't suggest it. You could read one sentence from that book and that one sentence can change your business. And that's no lie. Um, that book was intention was to, it's like 49 insights mm. that we came across, across seven different disciplines, okay. right? Sales being one of the disciplines, vision being another one, things like that. And what we did is this is when the Twitter generation was first coming on when we with this. And I was like, you know what? I don't want a big fluffy book. We, you know, we came up with like a thousand pages of manuscript. Yeah. I'm like, no one wants to read that. Right. What they want is just get to the point. We're from New York, get to the point. <laughs> right. So we took a thousand pages and we boiled it down to its essence. So it's a hundred page book right. of just nugget, 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 nugget. What do you want to know? Take one sentence from there and just, think it through. So it covers seven big disciplines and it, it's all about helping the entrepreneur evolve. Mm. It's all about evolve, what we call evolving to actualization, becoming who you're supposed to become. And that takes some thinking time, mm. some digest to be able to take that and just not only bite it, right? Bite into it, but actually taste it. And then actually take the time to digest every single nugget of information that you can get out of a book like that. And it's, again, and it's one of the problems with our society now is there's too much information out there, mm -hmm. right? So this book is not meant to be read cover to cover. The book was meant to be uh, a supplement mm. to, let's say, a coaching mm -hmm. program. It was meant to be a supplement to being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Take one, one statement a, um, a week, work on that one statement a week. Yeah. And your business will be different in the year, guaranteed. Right. Yeah. Sure. Well, what are some of the main roadblocks you find entrepreneurs face? And what are some practical ways of addressing them? You know, you, you, you obviously have spoken to many entrepreneurs and business owners. They come into you. What, what's the typical thing they say? Dean, help me with what? Right. <laughs> and uh, because I've been doing this so long, uh, it really does vary, but, um, and it depends on it, it's sometimes it's seasonal as well. Mm. Um, but a lot of times people will tell you that it's this, but it's really not that that's the problem. It's this, mm. Mm. you know, so many a time they'll come in and they'll say, well, I need more clients. Okay. That's all fun and great. But have you looked at how many you're letting it go out the back door, your attrition mm -hmm. rate, mm -hmm. because you wouldn't need so many new clients all the time. If you would shut the back door. Right. And stop attrition. Right. So um, so many a time it's that many a time it's things like, hey, you know what? It usually has something to do with sales. Something. We don't have enough business. We're not making enough money. Right. Um, you know, our online presence isn't what it's supposed to be. Therefore, we're right. not getting the sales we need to. So a lot of times it's about helping them get clear on what it is they want, why they want it getting a proper strategy in place. And this is part of the problem with all the clutter going on. As I'm mentioning, there's too much information that we're like this. Everybody's telling us something else to do. And there's no way you're going to do it. Mm. 
And so a lot of times we're, we're ratcheting people back, getting them to understand that you got to get back to the fundamentals of the game. If you get back to the fundamentals, right? You mentioned a few earlier with the follow-up and the follow-through, right? How are you capturing your leads? Hmm. It's a fundamental thing, but it's a fundamental breakdown that yeah. I see in the majority of businesses that we engage. They do not know how to properly collect leads. And then yeah. what do you do with them when you have them? Yeah. You yeah. know, um, again, these are typical breakdowns that we see, but a lot comes from no vision and weak mindset. They don't really truly believe that they deserve what they want. They don't truly believe that they can create what they want. Um, they think they have to do it all themselves, you know? So um, most of the time it's getting them out of their own way long enough so that we could talk about lead generation yeah. and lead conversion. It's really interesting. You may, you say it that way that, that they always come to you and it sounds like a sales problem, but often once you dig a little bit, it's not a sales problem. It could be an operational or customer service, or as you say, shutting the back door sales is sort of the symptom or whatever they say, you know, I need more customers. Well, if, if, if you fix the, 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 the product problem or the, you know, uh, uh, retention problem, uh, you wouldn't need so many new sales. That's a, that's a really that's a really good insight. I got to tell you this story as an example of that. Uh, my wife and I, we uh, I'll out this company since it's a big company. We, we drive a Range Rover, right? Mm -hmm. And a good car, by the way, good car. Uh, it's time for us to either get a new one or renew. You know, our lease is coming up, right? Right. We called the Range Rover dealer. Uh, I guess it maybe was after hours, so maybe it was after like five o'clock. We got the voicemail. This is recent. We got the voicemail. We said, we're an owner. We need to renew our lease or get a new car, right? No call back, no email back. We left all our information on the thing. And now it's a week later and I'm having to remember to contact them. And I reached out to them. Is that amazing? Not only aren't they reaching out to us, right? but they didn't return our phone call. And how many small businesses have that problem of, following up when someone reaches you. I mean, you know, the guy is on the roof or under the sink and the voice, the call goes to voicemail and they don't even return the call. Right. That is a huge, huge point, Gordon. I can't tell you how big it is. We always say the power's in the follow-up because it is. And what you pointed out and just exposed, and I hope the small business person listening to this, hears what you said because their breakdown, that breakdown that you see, even the big boys doing, Mm -hmm. They have the same weaknesses mm -hmm. that you can take advantage of. Their weakness is your opportunity if you learn to leverage it properly. So don't allow that to be your weakness, too. Mm -hmm. You know, you see their break. This is you're talking about Range Rover. That's a big company. But right. yet they are human. Yeah. They are fallible also. They can break down when yeah. they don't have proper systems or they don't train their team properly on how to use the systems that they have in place. There is no excuse for them not calling a client back and addressing that. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, so again, their, their breakdown is your opportunity. Yeah. So this is your opportunity to say, you know what? It doesn't matter how small I am. With proper tools, proper systems in place, you can make a one-person operation seem like a hundred-person operation. Absolutely. I know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I yeah. lived that for years. Yeah. You know, people always ask me, how do you do what you do? I could never do it all without automation. Right. 
could never do it all. And I've been using that for over a decade automation and it, it just works. And mm -hmm. why? Because I programmed that automation. That automation is just carrying out things the way I would carry them out. Mm -hmm. So the only one to blame then is me. Yeah. <laughs> right? I set it up. But again, there's no excuse yeah. for not doing proper follow up and follow through. And there is opportunity everywhere. Most of us small business would throw up our hand. Oh, I can't compete with them. Mm. Baloney. Mm -hmm. You certainly can. You can compete with that. And that's why I say the playing field's been leveled. Yeah. Now, if you stay in victim mentality and say, no, I can't, I can't play, I can't compete, then that's all you're going to have. And I can't help you. No one can. Yeah. Right. The only thing that's going to help you is you. You've mm. got to get out of your own way and realize, hey, there's opportunity here. You know, how can I leverage this? How can I turn this into something that can make us money? Something we can grow off of? Something we can, you might even become known for it. Hey, even if you're just that company that just calls people back within 10 minutes. Right. That word will spread. People will start to talk about your customer service. Exactly. There's no reason not to have that. Yeah. Yeah. True. My opinion. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with Dean Mercado. Don't go anywhere. This episode of Winning on Main Street is brought to you by Thrive, the small business management platform that you and your customers will love. No matter where you are, Thrive helps you run your business, keep organized, and get paid faster, all from one login and dashboard. Thrive makes it easy for customers to find you online, instantly interact, and stay engaged. And with free unlimited support 24-7, there really is no comparison. Go to thrive.com slash pod for a quick demo to see everything Thrive can do. And we're back with Dean Mercado. Great insights on small business, uh, how to run a small business, and his coaching and his online marketing muscle agency. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the agency, uh, you know, obviously called online marketing muscle. What are the most effective forms of online marketing, particularly for a small business these days? Do you find it differs by industry or vertical? Uh, and are there any effective offline marketing methods? Yeah, I mean, to address the, the second half of your sentence or your question first, don't neglect offline, folks, because what was old is, is new again. Hmm. Right. So when you used to think about 10 years ago, your mailbox being full with junk mail, yeah. your mailbox has nothing in it now. <laughs> so talk about ways to stand out. Mm. Um, yeah, I play a lot online, but I'm not silly about it. Mm. I, you, you always have to find whatever works. And yes, the current environment is going to help dictate that a little bit. What are people open to that? Maybe they weren't open to five years ago. So to address the first half of your question, yes, the the strategy is going to differ slightly. However, there are elements that we all need. You all need to have an online presence. Let's face it. When people uh, want what you do, they're going to go online and they're going to search for it. Are you being found? You know, if you're not being found, shame on you. You should be doing whatever you could do to be found, right? Google is smart enough. The Googles of the world, they're smart enough to know where somebody's sitting on the planet when they do a search. So mm -hmm. let's say you're a cleaning company, mm -hmm. right? You do house cleaning and somebody, you know, out in, in where out East Long Island searches for, for right from their home computer and they search for house cleaning near me, right? If you're a cleaning company that's even remotely close to that, you better be showing up in those search results. Google knows based on the IP address of that person where they are on the planet and Google will show them results of cleaning companies that are in that area. 
Mm-hmm. So getting smart about having an online presence and you need to have a strong online presence. Your brand needs to be strong online. That doesn't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but it can happen pretty quickly because most of your competitors suck at it. I hate mm-hmm. to say it that way, but they do. They mm-hmm. neglect it. They ignore doing the things that they should be doing, right? Add value. You add enough value and it will come back. So you mm-hmm. find ways of when you're going to play online, you're always going to need a website. I don't care what anybody says. And not yeah. just anywhere. You need a great website. Right. And there's a lot of junk websites out there now because a lot of people are starting to hear, oh, I could use this platform or that platform and I could build it myself. No, you can't. Mm. A website is more. Yes, you might be able to put a template up there that looks cool because someone else built the template. Right. But what does that website say? You have to be able to talk about how you help the people you want to help. You have to make it enticing for them. You have to make it easy for them. To in order to be able to figure out, okay, yeah, this is somebody I could work with. They sound mm-hmm. like somebody I want to play with. So your website will always sit at the hub mm-hmm. of all your online marketing. So a great website, you're going to need one. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a, a proper search strategy. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that, right? And depends, and then, then a lot depends on what your situation is, mm-hmm. right? So and So if your situation is such where you need business today, Right. The strategies that I would push out there and suggest to you would be very different than if you needed something for leads 60 days out, 90 days out, two years out. And you should be thinking short, you know, short term, midterm, long term. And your strategy for each is going to be slightly different. Right. So building your brand online by putting lots of content out there, that's more of a mid to longer term strategy. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned you work with businesses, many of them that are around a million dollars, trying to become a million dollar business, maybe just past a million dollar business in that range. How much should a business like that be thinking about spending on marketing? Out of their million dollars of revenue, what should their annual spend on marketing be? Rough numbers, you think? Well, I mean, that's one of the most difficult questions to answer. Um, because it's it's relative. It's relative to where their pain is right now, mm. what their current situation is right now. If you don't have enough business to sustain, you should be spending every single dime you have and can reinvesting that back into your marketing and, and sales process. And I hate to be the one to say that, but there's times where I'll say, hey, you should be spending 80% of everything coming in. If you've got no business, mm. this is put up or shut up time because mm-hmm. are you going to have a business a month from now? If you don't invest everything you can right now in your marketing and sales. So a lot of it depends. If you are in a steady state where things are rolling along pretty good, I mean, I've seen businesses anywhere from like, you know, 10 to 25%, they'll invest back in. And that may sound high, it may sound, but it's not because it's an investment, a reinvestment back in yourself. And if you're only thinking about marketing toward somebody who doesn't know you, New clients, new clients, you're missing the boat there too. Because when I talk marketing, I'm also talking about how you're keeping in touch with your existing audience, with your existing clients. What's going to stop your client as soon as they get a mailer that says, hey, I can do this for you for 20% cheaper than what you're paying now. What's Mm going to stop them from jumping ship and going somewhere else? Yeah. Right? So the marketing process is a multi-prong, a multi-tiered approach as well that Mm -hmm. you have to factor in. What do I need to be doing? to create the result that I want to create. 
So a lot of that's going to depend on who your target market is, what kind of access you have to that target market. If you have horrible access to them, it's going to cost you a lot more. Mm. If you have easy access to them, it's going to be a lot cheaper, mm. right? So there are lots of variables. Yeah. So when we step into a company and we evaluate that, we'll look at many, many criteria like that. And we'll come up with what we suggest for a specific business. Hey, you might want to consider investing this over the next 30 days. This may be over the next from 31 through 90. And then from 90 beyond, you look to do something like this, you know, but, but again, that how much they invest and the strategy they choose is going to be very different depending on what their current situation is, who their target is, mm. what kind of access they have to that target. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so on and so forth. So if you're, again, if you're a short term and you're looking for something quick, yeah. Paid advertising is going to be one way of going at it. Definitely. Cold calling, cold email depends on how desperate you are, how hungry you are. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we have to shake you out of your own comfort zone mm -hmm. because your comfort zone has gotten you to where you are. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not happy with where you are, you got to realize you got to do something different than what you're currently doing. Otherwise, right. your results not going to change. Yeah. yeah. You know, we just have another minute. Um, I just where uh, where do you see yourself going? Uh, what's next for Dean Mercado and online marketing muscle? Yes, we are. Um, in 2023, we took a, a, a real solid hellbent stance on getting in front of a million entrepreneurs in 2023. And the reason we're doing that, and this is part of why I'm here with you. The reason we're doing that is because we saw the devastation that happened here in New York over mm. the last several years, and it was unacceptable. Mm. Every major system, every major politician, every, everybody failed. Mm. And they put small business um, in a real precarious situation. Um, and it's very unfortunate what we saw happen. We saw 50-year mom-and-pop shops go under. They just couldn't take it anymore. They didn't want to deal with it anymore. Mm -hmm. Not not acceptable to me. So mm -hmm. we took a hard stance that we're going to get in front of many. We're going to educate as many as we can. We're going to help as much as we can. We're mm -hmm. right now in the process of putting together our Clone Owner Academy, where we're going to deal with a lot of businesses and just try and move as many up the ladder as we can and make the price point ridiculous so that mm -hmm. it's easy for anybody to get involved and there's no excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. um, we want to we wanna stop the trajectory that we're seeing. I don't care what trajectory we're, we're hearing from our politicians and our news media cycle. We see what's really going on out there. Mm -hmm. We hear what's really going on there. My, my, you know, my ears are really to the, to the grindstone. Mm -hmm. I'm working with these people every day. Yeah. I see what they're saying. And yeah. I'm a small business too. Yeah, yeah. I see it and I experience it. I feel it. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to alleviate as much of that as possible. Yeah, that's great. Well, I appreciate everything you're saying. We're 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 all about the success of small business as well. So, uh, could couldn't agree more. Where can people find out more about Dean Mercado, Mind Stretch, your online marketing muscle? Where should people look for you? Yeah, the easiest two places would be deanmercado.com. Mm -hmm. That'll point you to everywhere I am. Mm -hmm. And onlinemarketingmuscle.com, you could, if you're interested in the whole clone owner concept or the clone owner academy, onlinemarketingmuscle.com is where it's going to be released. And that's coming very, very quickly. By the time this is, this goes out to the public or everybody gets a chance to see it, you might be, we might be live already with that, but that's, uh, awesome. those are the two best places. But that's I mean, awesome. I've been around a long time. Just Google me. 
You'll yeah. find me everywhere. And yeah. I don't say that to brag. It just is because I've been out there for a long time. Yeah, you fantastic. Know? Well, Dean, I want to thank you for coming on the show, sharing all these insights. And uh, it's great to have you here. And I hope some people look you up and, uh, and find you. Gordon, I want to thank you for your time and, and, and I'm grateful to be on your show. Thank you. And I want to thank our producer, Tim Alima, and our coordinators, Diet Barnett and Daniel Huddleston. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your colleagues, friends, and family to subscribe. And if you don't mind, leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us in the rankings. Small business runs better on Thrive. Get a free demo at thrive.com slash pod. And check out our new free product, Command Center, at thrive.com. Until next time, make it a great week. Thank you.